Hey, what's up, my people? Hope you're all doing well. A big welcome to all our new listeners, and what's up to all the diehard kickbackers out there. Please don't ever for a second feel like you're not valued, as we couldn't and wouldn't be doing any of this if it wasn't for you. So please give yourself a pat on the back, as you more than deserve it. But anyway, now all the niceties are out of the way. Let me begin the show. I'm going to be calling Yudi in a moment to introduce today's guest, but before I do, let me put him under a teeny tiny bit of pressure. Stay tuned. Right, you ready? Let's go. All right then, all right then, all right then, all right then. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is Yudi again. So, my brother, ask you, how are you? I'm good. Uh, it's good to be back. Mm, sorry, I, t- I took you, I put you on the bench last week, but I felt there was a there was a more suitable connection for the show. Look, I, look, I understand. Uh, Junior was an adequate substitution, but <laughs> you've gone back to the first team now, and it makes sense. Well, makes sense. nah, you you like filler. That's it, you filler. <laughs> You know what I mean, but but it's, it's all right. So how's your week been anyway? Yeah, I can't complain. Well, I could, but no one, no one would listen. But yeah. no, no, the week's been good. No, listen on this, on, this, on this podcast, people listen. That's the thing. You say nobody will listen, but they kind of have to from when you start speaking. That's the beauty of so it. That's, you know what? That's a that's a very fair point. I haven't actually got a witty counter argument to that. So no, that's I'm fine. That's fine. So let's keep that energy anyway, because you must be feeling hey. yourself after all the correct guesses you've managed so far in series three. You feeling good? I'll be honest. Like a couple of those were wide open, no goalkeeper, right in front of the net tappets. So, like, I'm just, I'm hoping that this week you've stepped your game up a little bit. I don't. Because it was a little, little bit of domination there. It was like Shaq in the post. It was just pure, right, pure domination. Okay, 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 okay. That's a basketball reference for anybody who doesn't know. <laughs> but anyway, so I think overall the people like you, but I'm not sure, yeah. I think they do, but I'm not sure. So. Okay. If they wanted to let me know what they thought of you, how would they be able to get in contact with me then if they don't have my phone number? If they, how would they get in contact how would they with get, you? How would they get in contact with me to provide feedback about you if they didn't have my phone number? How would they do that? Oh, the kickback with Maiden on Twitter and Instagram. That's how the people reach you. Okay, right? that's cute, but it's kickback underscore Nadum. But yes, it See? is on Instagram and on Twitter. There we go. Like I, That was a good attempt from me based on the fact that i have absolutely zero social media so like okay i thought that was that was pretty decent okay just, just i know like, everyone he's psycho because he's got zero social media but we move anyway <laughs> we move we move, move but it's good to know that you're semi paying attention you know what i mean that's good to know and then how about if the listeners who like to bop and are looking for a new playlist to check out perhaps even curated by yours truly what what should they do um so if they want to listen to your music that's i think the kickback playlist yes. on Spotify. Yeah. But if they want to listen to good music, they can feel, feel free to follow me on Spotify and I'll give them some, some really good. Okay. But either way, so then you're not giving out any addresses on there. No, you're just going to say, just follow you on Spotify. Yeah. Okay. To be fair, like, can we, right, can we cut, cut, cut that last bit? No, no, we're going to keep that. Okay. So everybody, <laughs> so if you want to listen to some music and you'd like to bop and so on, links to the kickback playlist can be found in the show notes. Okay. So you you're having a bit of a sticky start. Okay. Okay, no problem. All right, okay. So, and how about those people who don't want to miss a show going forward? What's the best thing for them to do? Um, follow. Follow, follow, follow. No. Nah, that it, way you get the updates. No, nah, no, nah, it's hit subscribe, mate. But sure, whatever. Oh, that one. Whatever. Right. <laughs> this is good. This is good. This is a good This is a good intro. I'm enjoying this. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying okay. this. So, firstly, did you listen to last week's show then? Of course. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest, like speaking to Ali Farland was one of my favorite ones because it was so honest. It was like grown, yeah. grown conversations and certain things came out there, which 
a lot of people don't know about. Some things are quite spicy, but they're all true. So it's very easy to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, he's a great guest. I really enjoyed it. No, he's good. I think if anybody's not listening today, you should probably tune in at some point, probably after this one, though. But anyway, but anyway, but anyway. Are you ready to play and figure out who this week's guest is? I'm ready to play. I'm not too sure about that second half, but I'm definitely ready to play. (laughs) Okay, fine then. (laughs) So, like, previously it was three clues, three questions, three guesses, but because you're flying, I'm going to give you three clues, one question, one guess for a chance to win £100 for the charity of your choice. And who is the charity this week? Uh, this week, it's going to be Stop It is a charity. You say Stop It? Stop Eight. Stop Eight. Ah, okay, 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 okay. I'm, I'm with you on this. I'm with you on this. Hopefully, I want to give you the money from winning. To be honest, I'll probably give you the money even if you get it wrong anyway, but you just lose a bit of pride. <laughs> but hopefully, you can, right. you, can, you can win this and deserve it, okay? Let's go. All right, so let's roll. This may be tough, but if you've got anything about you, it shouldn't be too tough, yeah? Okay. So clue number one, he's a current Premier League captain for his team. Yeah? Okay. Clue number two, he's got the most Premier League appearances ever for his team. Yeah? For his team. For his team. For his specific team. And the third clue, which is a huge clue, and if you don't get this, this is a huge clue. He won the 2008 FA Youth Cup alongside Daniel Sturridge with Manchester City. Right. Think on, my friend. Think on. Uh, I'll be honest. Right now, off the top of my head, I'm struggling. I just, I'm just going to throw that. Listen, you just need to make sure you ask the right question. Uh, one question. One question. Don't give it that. You, you were getting it before (laughs) even having a question a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) All right. Um, 2008 youth current captain. Am I allowed to ask what club? Yes, you can actually. You can, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can. You can. Uh, okay, so what, what club? That's a, that's a very suitable question. That's a very suitable question. All right, thank so the, you. So the club is Burnley. Right. Oh, I think I got it then. Go so on then. Ben Me. Ben Me is correct. So going forward, <laughs> going forward then, I think, I don't, I'm not even going to give you a question. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's tough. Yes. I'm, I'm happy. I'm more than happy to donate to Stop Aids. And you keep pulling out really good charities. And it's great to have you on and to be contributing to those great causes. Hopefully more to come as well. So good, with thank that you. being said then, thanks for your help. But it's time to sit back as we head over to Lancashire to speak with the Burnley captain, Ben Mee. So Ben, it's good to see you, my friend. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good, mate. I'm very, good very good. good. I need to you. let you know. Need to let you know before we begin. I spoke to Craig Ewell just before we came over, and he told me to say hello to you. So this is the hello from Craig Ewell, and I'm going to say in a very meta way, hello, Craig, and hello, hello. Thanks for listening to the show. So yeah, it's a bit meta, Craig. but there's the moment for Craig. There we go. Brilliant. Right, let's get back to it. Yeah. So you. As lots of people know, but not everybody, you came through at City's Academy. That is correct, yes? Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Famed and Academy. How, the what Academy? The Famed Academy. The Famed Academy, mate. The Famed Academy. <laughs> and at what age did you actually join? Uh, so I started at nine years old. Um, yeah, I was playing for a local side and uh, got scouted. Ben, no, 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 Ben, 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 Ben. Listen, we name teams. Unless the side is called local side, we name yeah, the teams. Yeah, they're not in business anymore, so. 
Um, yeah. May they rest in peace. May they rest in sale peace. Juniors. Sale um, juniors. Yeah. So, so you bankrupted them? Is that what you're saying? Um, I kept them going for a few years, but uh, oh, <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, I love that. Uh, I love that. Uh, and who? Um, so you got scouted at nine, and was your yeah. team a good team? Because I think, as far as like City legacy goals, the the players that came through, but then there were a few teams which were a bit iffy. Was yours a good one? Yeah, yeah, we had some good players. We had some. We had a good team at, at that age anyway um won a couple of tournaments um yeah we had a we had a good side i think uh well, a few of them came came all the way through with with myself and um yeah we had a, we had a decent side which tournaments are you talking about um just the ones at universities that you play in um as a young lad uh, you know, did you go to keel keel university uh, yeah yeah a couple yeah, of other yeah, ones yeah, yeah. So. i thought you were gonna say did you win the night cup yeah. Oh, later on we won the night cup. Yeah, the um, sort of the, the world the world cup. It was it. You know, and we played some great teams. We played Barcelona and, and teams like that. A few of the South American teams as well. Isn't it interesting the way like I'm getting a tone here that you don't want to talk about yourself in any sort of like complimentary way. <laughs> We well, just talked I, about I winning the world. Young, I was starting off young. I thought we were going to build up. So we, well, um, we will. We will. But when you win a night cup. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. pretty significant well, as far as oh, your it was, football it was, goes. It was so good when we when we did it. Um, we we went through the first round. We played all the Premier League teams, and, and we won that that one. And, and we went to the World one, which was um, actually at Carrington at Man United's Carrington, and they got a, a buy into it because they bought out the competition. Right. So it okay. was the, the Manchester United Cup, and we ended up beating them at Old Trafford. Um, oh, love it in the final. So yeah, love it. That was love even better. It. Yeah, that's that's what you love to see. That's what you yeah, love to certainly see. Did. And were you um, one of the more highly rated players in the team then? Or were you more under the radar for a few years? Yeah, I think I was probably under the radar for a, for a few years. Um, I, I actually broke my leg at, at 15 um, when, I was, when I was playing and, uh, and then had a training session and did it again. So I was out for 11 months. So I felt like that set me back um, quite a lot at that age. Um, and then I think... It was at, at the end of that season that I thought I was going to be leaving Man City. I thought they were, they were going to release me. So, um, you know, going to the the meeting with your parents at the end of the mm-hmm. end of the season, I was the last one in line to to go, and I thought oh, this is this is me this done is here. It. I think I'm uh, I think I'm getting released, but you know they they kept me on and had a lot of praise for me. So I kicked on from there. I think the season after and um, became one of the main main players in the squad. I think. Okay, okay, okay. And who else was in that squad that people listening may know? Um, Kieran Trippier, uh, David Ball has been knocking around the leagues. Uh, Vladimir Weiss um, was was in that group. Um, Donald McDermott played a few mm. league games. Andrew Tuck is uh, probably at Rochdale now, I think. Yeah. Ryan McGiven uh, played for Northern Ireland and um, uh, and played some some good teams in, in the leagues as well. So we had a, we had a number of good players. That's, that's interesting. I'll, in a bit, we'll talk about academies and what they actually mean. But that is very, very interesting to look back at those names because I remember watching that age group coming through. Mm. It was a very good, successful team. And to hear the essentially like homegrown or like home national players is 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 good. I don't know if it's still the case now in terms of the way that, yeah. you know, academies happen to be. But, you know, that is uh, that was a very, very good team looking back. And yeah. you, obviously you won the night cup. And th- is there anything else you won? Uh, the Youth Cup, we ended oh. up winning. Um, oh so we had, in that age group, um, it was a mixture. So we had Dedrick uh, Boyata came in uh, as well. Um, yeah, Robert Mack, who, who went on playing in Germany, um, did really well. Daniel Sturridge, obviously, who came yeah. and, and, and played in, in 
the games in the Youth Cup as well, as whilst he was playing in the first team. So yeah, some, some really good players, and the Youth Cup win was 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 brilliant. I, you know, still look back on it now. Um, such a good occasion. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm. So obviously, you're doing very well as a team, and you're doing well as a collective. You come into the sort of the first team slash second team environment, and who um, who was the manager at the time when you first came in there? Uh, so we, we'd won the Youth Cup and Sven was the manager Sven and Ernstson. Um and then I think he was he was sacked even in that summer I think or I'm yeah. not sure yeah, and Mark, Mark Hughes came in um, yeah. and to be fair it was it was good for me I was training with the first team and I actually made the squad on a couple of occasions not not in the on the bench or anything like that but I was just travelling yeah. with the team and um, enjoyed his training thought it was, it was great mm. and um, and yeah, and then there was another change after that. And, you know, yeah. yeah, it was all quite uh, sudden. I think all the changes that were were going on, um, and being a youngster amongst that, trying to learn the trade and trying to learn sort of learn what's going on in, in the world of football. I guess in in, in the men's game, like so. Yeah, it's uh, it's different. It's different, and it was difficult at City for as much as it was good. When as a fan, like as I'm sure you testified to this. That, it's good, that City were looking up and thinking we want to try and win something, want to try and do this, want to try and do that. I think for lots of other people, you could argue maybe myself included, you're wondering like, what does that mean for you? You know, yeah, because, yeah. you know, when when they, they're bought out and the first person through the door is Robinho, you wonder who's going to come next. Mm, yeah, and, for sure. Yeah, and, definitely. And you, and you have your value and all that stuff, but it's a, it's a very, it was, it's a different time. It's a very, very different time. But um, yeah, when um, so when you were around at that sort of time, did did Mark Hughes ever speak to you, or any of the managers ever speak to you individually? Um, I probably have some conversations with Mark Hughes. I think um, probably mainly with with his number two and and Eddie Nivisevich as well, who's his number yeah. three. I think probably conversations with them a little bit more than than Hughes himself. But um, yeah, I felt like they believed in me, and you know, I felt like I was I would get a chance with them. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, like you say, you. you you do wonder um, with the names that are coming in, the money's being spent, and all the the noise around everything is 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 happening uh, with regards to club uh, spending this amount of money and that amount of money and bringing this person in and that person in. It's yeah, you do you do wonder where where it's going and and where sort of you fit in, I guess, w- within all that. Mm-hmm. So, just before we talk about when you left on loan and then left permanently after that. Mm-hmm. In those early years, then, from when you came in full time at sixteen, how many games did you play for the first team in total? So I only played one in in the end. Yeah. Okay. Did you feel you deserved more than that? Uh, I felt. Yeah, I would like to have been given more of a chance, um, but again, I could I understood the way the the club was going um, mm-hmm. and how fast it it wanted to get there. So I understood putting a young player in um was probably not gonna not not happen but was unlikely to happen i guess yeah because you saw managers come and go and i think to put faith in a young lad is you know it's it's a a big move for them i guess um Mm. so i was sort of itching to get out on loan and and try and prove myself uh that way in in the men's game rather than playing reserve games week in week out and and just you know plodding along with that because it became a little bit too easy for me, I think, in the reserve team. Uh, you know, yeah, I was ended up playing against younger lads a lot of the time, and um, wasn't really getting much out of it. So I was, I was eager to get out on loan. 
Yeah, that's interesting. And you, should, and you left to go on loan at twenty one. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just turned twenty one. Um, I know. I know. We've alluded to this before, but that does seem quite late. It really does. And when you when it sounds like something was keeping you in around City's first team, not allowing you to go there, but who was that, and why essentially did you actually believe that was the right thing to do? Yeah, I, actually, I wanted to go out on loan, sort of before that. Um, I probably probably have gone to League One a bit earlier, maybe a year earlier, and then in the summer I was um, itching to go out on loan and end up st- sticking around and training with the first team, and that's when I made my, my debut actually. At, at, uh, West Brom in the Carling Cup, uh, okay. say in September, and then in January I managed to get out on loan to to Leicester. Okay, um, but in hindsight, it was it was a good time for me because I probably wasn't physically, uh, you know, uh, no, I did put myself about a little bit, but I think maybe I might have struggled in League One or, or you know yeah. with the the physicality of it. But you know, and and if I hadn't have done well then, where'd you go from there? Sort of thing. Do you go to League Two or do you? Mm-hmm. Or what you do, but I think the timing for me, you know, um, I was mature enough to play in the championship, I think, and and good enough to play in the championship at that time. So I managed to get a, a move to Leicester, um, and and yeah, go from there. I think uh, my first game didn't go so well, but um, from there, <laughs> tell, tell, tell us what, tell we, us what uh, happened again. What was that first game? Yeah, so I give away a penalty after about three, four minutes. Okay, um, tried to control okay. one with my head in the middle of the box, and okay, and then outstretched, and someone. Came and ran over my, my leg and, and oh, they ran over of, your leg, yeah, yeah, they okay, make a yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, there, yeah. yeah the uh, they missed that penalty, thankfully. But then later on in the game, we were I think we were cruising four one up and I managed to give away another one. So <laughs> <laughs> he scored that one, but, but you know it, it was character building for me and it was a lesson learned really. And I wouldn't have it any other way really. It was it was a big lesson. Um, yeah, you know I've never tried doing that again in my career. So oh, um, and and yeah, you know I've given away penalties in my career, but. Yeah. Never tried controlling one with my head in the boxes. Get rid of it. Yeah. I don't know if did you ever have Frankie Bonner as a coach? Yeah, yeah, I did quite a lot. Because I remember what you've said there reminds me of something that he said to us in the academy. And it was to it was very, very broad. But he said to decide upon which league you're gonna play in, he said, if you make a mistake and you learn from it and you never do it again, you'll have a chance to play in the top two divisions. If you make a mistake once, then make it twice, then make it three times. And the more times you make it, the further and further and further down you go in the leagues. Mm. And I think what you've alluded to there, or what you've mentioned there, kind of highlights how you're at where you're at right now. Because everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. But there's a certain type of play which makes them all the time and thinks that they can actually progress. Because yeah. in this game, ultimately, we're all very, very replaceable. And if they can find somebody that makes no mistakes, that's perceived as like the best player in the world. Yeah, you know I mean? couldn't, couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah, couldn't put it better myself. But was, uh, yeah, oh, cheers, mate. Absolutely, absolutely. Cheers. I know, you, I know, you're like in your thirties now, but I'm like mid thirties. So <laughs> no, I've you're got, right. I've, I've got, I've got a little bit extra. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little bit extra up there. Yeah. So let's have a conversation then about the start of your career, okay? Mm-hmm. And compare it to what's going on today. So you've obviously left at 21, and in the time that say we were in the academies and stuff it was basically under 17s and 19s or did you have 16s 18s um yeah we went to 18s yeah 18s and reserves yeah. 18s and reserves okay so when i was coming through if you weren't in and around the first team slash reserves at like 18 you were going to get let go quite soon mm. but are they do they still have a 23s now yeah 23s yeah okay what do you think the point of having a 23s is uh Honestly, I have no idea. Um, I don't know why 23 is a, is a, a thing, uh, a number. 
I mean, I think sort of 21 is probably not a cut-off, but I think if you're not making strides at 21 or looking like you're trying to break in um, the first team where you're at, I think it's time to, well, yeah, maybe time to try and find a, another path maybe, like myself. Mm. I, I felt like I was, you know, I was training with the first team, but I think I needed to go another way to maybe come back to to where I want to get to sort of thing. I think there comes a time when a, a young player needs to to learn the game really. You know, if you, yeah. you're sitting on the bench or, you, or you're not even getting in the, in the squads and you, you perhaps playing a lot of reserve team games, there's got to be an eagerness to, to want to go and, and prove yourself. Okay. So this next question, it sounds like there's an obvious answer, but I want you to really, really think it through, yeah. So what is the point of an academy? Uh, the point of academy is to to build players up from a young age to to go and fight for for a place in the first team. I think um, I think done right, it can be a really valuable asset for for any club. Um, at Burnley, the sort of there's categories now with 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 academies, um, mm-hmm. and the I think they're trying to get into the top category to be able to play amongst the the best teams uh, okay. within within other uh leagues i think i don't really know how that works but yeah there's categories i think and i think for a club like like us burnley we we can't go and buy loads of players i think if we can get a good academy and and get some good talent and with some good coaches i think it is a really valuable asset um maybe for the top teams it's a bit more why why is there an academy what's the point in academy but i think for for the lower lower clubs it can be really valuable um you say this, I've got to jump in, you say this, but would you not argue that most academies create more players for other teams than they do for themselves? Um, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, well, I guess that keeps the the cogs turning, doesn't it? I think, um, you know, you get the odd one or two that will break out from an academy and, and maybe keep that academy running for another however many years. So you're sort of always looking for that gem, I guess. Um okay. I'm, I'm walking you down a path here. Okay. Come on in. So, do you, have you got any children? Yeah, I've got two, yeah. Boy or a girl? I've uh, got a boy and a girl. Yeah. Okay. So, just for the sake of simplicity, we'll say boy, but this can apply to the girl as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, in the future, if your boy has a chance to sign up for an academy, what are you giving, if you want them to sign, what do you want them to sign for? Is it to play for the first team or to have a career? Um. Hmm. I think to have a career i think, I think to, so yeah that's yeah. a very that's 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 i think that's a very not unpopular opinion but i don't think many people think like that when the kids go into academies i think um i think being in and around academy i think having played the game you sort of know how difficult it is you know you see the other side of it that the kids that sort of don't make it and and go out of the game because they've been you know so um They've been looking at getting in the first team. Yeah. And then once they don't, they sort of fall apart a little bit. And Mm -hmm. you know, they they find it really difficult to to cope with uh having to play at a lower level or, Mm -hmm. you know, a a club where you you don't get treated um, you know, like royalty, I guess. But I think I think for me, coming away from the the city setup and going to a first team felt I I use I felt like a step up to be honest with you, yeah. so I think that was the mentality that I got. I I was stepping up to go in the first team rather than stepping down to 
I was just taking another path, but it was still sort of a, a path okay. that I was sort of stepping up. Well, speaking of stepping, let's take another step down this path, which I'm taking you on right now. Mm. So for your son, again, it could say for your daughter as well, but we're just talking about your son in this instance. If he had the chance to sign for City's Academy or Bolton's Academy, mm-hmm. which one would you pick? Um, I think oh, it's a difficult question uh, because I'd want so, him to. I'd want him to have the best coaching possible, but I'd want yes. him to be able to um, develop in his own way. And I, f- I feel like some of the big clubs are developing in place how to how they want to, yeah, how they want to play. So if yeah. he was to be developed as a a way to play for City, how yeah. is he going to play for, mm-hmm. say, Stoke or somebody like that? If he yeah. doesn't have any other way than these patterns of play that are being played and this is how we play, so you're going to learn how to play this, he's not going to have a very broad mm-hmm. way of thinking, I think, and I think he might struggle if you if you come out of that sort of environment where you, you've been told to, you know, where players are and stuff. I think that's what a lot of the coaching is at, at a big club at the minute. Could you not apply that to Bolton, though? Say if a manager could, wants to play a certain way. You could apply that to, to Bolton, but you could also, you know, I'm, say I'm that... Trying to put you <laughs> in a spin cycle here. I'm just yeah, trying to catch no, you yeah, it's, a, it's a fair question. It's a fair question. I just don't, I just don't think Bolton have a specific way of playing um, yeah. that would um, maybe sort of challenge the way City play, I guess. Yeah, that's interesting. That's very, very interesting. I think... Uh, I'd like if, for anybody listening, let me know what you think about that because I believe the whole topic of academies and you know should my kid go to this one or that one. I think there's there are a lot more sides to this than we realise. Yeah, and I don't I don't think it's because my son wouldn't necessarily. It's not like oh he won't get into the first team. You know, it, mm-hmm. I wouldn't not. I, I don't think I'd send him there because he wouldn't get. In, or I wouldn't yeah. send him there because he wouldn't get in the first team because there's so much competition. I think it's it's how how we develop as a player and a person. I, I mean, I. I'd leave him a little bit longer than probably maybe nine years old than, than when I went. I'd maybe just let him go and enjoy his football and try and develop a little bit of mm. a way of playing. But then it's it's how long do you leave it or, you know, it didn't do yeah. me any harm. And it's it's, it's, it's a load of different questions, I think. Exactly. But the, the thing is, your view is one which comes from an understanding based on your past experiences. Mm. But yeah. that there make, puts you in maybe the 1%. And that's mm-hmm. interesting because I'm not saying what you're saying is exactly right, no, yeah. but that type of mentality could help out lots of other people because there's some kids who maybe won't go to a big academy because their parents say, well, you're not going to make it into the first team here. But I'd argue for some of the big academies, even though some do build up a player to have a certain style, I think if they don't make it to a first team at a big academy, the step, the next step is usually a better step than if you don't make it into the first team at a place like Bolton. Yeah. So you give yourself more opportunities by putting yourself into a place which is arguably more niche. But anyway, we move on. We move on. So you play your first season or half a season with Leicester. Yeah. Why didn't you sign on there for for longer? Um, I could have gone back uh, in the in the summer. Um, you know, we had conversations with with the manager um, who was looking to bring in a number of players. Um, players, and he actually had already brought in a few players. I think. Uh, couple of centre-halves signed um, and I just felt like I wouldn't get as many I think I've been left out of a few few squads um, towards the back end of the season and just felt like I wouldn't get as many opportunities there uh, yeah. as, as I'd like and I got pushed out to left back a few times and th- that wasn't where I wanted to play I wasn't I didn't feel like I'd 
I'd be able to sort of show myself uh, as well at, at left back than at centre half. So I felt like I'd probably get shoved out at left back more than than yeah. what I'd like. So yeah. um yeah, I had conversations with a couple of teams and, and Eddie Howe was, was one of them at Burnley and he wanted, you know, good young players and he wanted to coach them and saw me as a centre half and I really yeah, you know, enjoyed speaking to him and and yeah, he managed to talk me into to going to Burnley. So did you go as a free transfer or did they have to buy you? How did that work? So I went on loan initially for, for half a season and I think it was, I think, half a million quid. I think they paid in January for, for me. So Okay, um, okay. Yeah. And what was um what was Eddie Howe like as a manager? Because I think for lots of people now, they see Sean Dyche and they forget that somebody came before him because, you know, because he's been there for so long. Like, what was yeah. Eddie Howe like? No, sure, yeah. Eddie was Eddie was brilliant with, um, you know, the coaching methods that, he, that he'd put on and really wanted to work with younger players and, and and, and coach them into becoming better players. I think one thing with Eddie, I felt a little bit exposed because we tried playing this open <laughs> football and, you know, being a yeah. young lad at, at centre-half, I, I kind of wanted to not learn from somebody, but, you know, have have a solid solid unit to build yeah. from. And, and then, But we were a little bit expansive and conceded quite a, quite a lot of goals, really. And, um, and yeah, it, it was it was a tough tough time, but it was, it was quite demanding. And, um, yeah, but... Like I say, the training was was good, and you know, we had some some good results. But I think the team probably wasn't good enough to play the way he wanted to at that time. I think. Yeah. Okay. So after he did he where did he go to from there? Was it Bournemouth? So he went back to Bournemouth. Yeah, he had um, he wanted to be closer with his family. I think. Okay. So Sean Dyche comes through the door then, and what your first impressions, especially as a comparison to Eddie Howe? Um. Yeah. Really good first impressions. Um. He came in and he was. Very much sort of um, no nonsense, yeah, no nonsense. Wanting to um, stamp his authority on the squad, uh, you know, made a few jokes here and there, but weren't really jokes. Uh, a couple <laughs> of lads, couple of lads, uh, lives okay. away from football, um, okay. just to to let you know that he knew he knew about you. So, yeah, um, you know, not as much sort of um, coaching as Eddie Eddie would do, really. Um, mm. like details in coaching. And, and and that I think, but more managing players and and I think he was certainly on the sort of um, really into like sort of the mental mentality side of it. Okay, I can and I think everyone it's fair to say everyone can see that from mm. from the teams at the moment. But in all seriousness, now yeah. So as a player, you've played over three hundred games for them in mm. the last ten years or so, and that is exceptionally rare. Okay. Yeah. So I want to know what it is that's helped you sort of be there for so long. And I need to know whether it's a case of you wash the manager's car, you walk in his dog, you're doing his <laughs> shopping. Like just reveal what it is. Cause I, think it, people I think a few of the lads think that. But, um, but no, I, I think the club's just progressed as, as I've been there. So every year sort of we've, we've grown and got better. And I feel like I've sort of got better as well um, okay. and grown with it. I think we had a, First year we, we got promoted in the in the prem, into the Premier League um, with the Gaffers. We had sort of a few about six months, and then the next year we got promoted, um, got relegated the next season. Mm-hmm. But it was still an eventful season, and we ended up getting promoted again. Yeah, uh, another eventful season. Um, really great to be a part of, and the the uh, the teams that we had and the, the group of players, and and that it was it was just a great place to to be around and, and enjoyable. So. Um, yeah, and then obviously we, we've managed to cement our place in the in the Premier League. But every year is sort of a challenge for for this club, and um, you know I really enjoy the challenge that 
that it is. We're underdogs every year, and sort of that's you know that suits me down to the ground. And you know, I'm, I'm the skipper now, and and that's you know something that I've I've wanted to do. A captain, a captain, a team, in you know, in the Premier League, and and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's that's again, that's another transition really. So that was an extra step up. So yeah. every every season, I feel like I've sort of improved in some way or another and stepped up, and now I've got the responsibility of of leading the team. And what, um, if you can share, what are the goals for the for the club at the start of every year? Because people have their ideas, as you say, calling you underdogs at the start of every yeah. season. But what what, yeah. what sort of thoughts do you have in the building? Um, yeah, I mean, in the building, it's you know we want to finish as high as possible. We, we've got good belief in the squad, but realistically, um, I think staying up in the Premier League is massive for the club. You see the amount of money that's spent everywhere else. You know, you see mm-hmm. teams coming up from the Championship and spending hundred million quid. And you know they only don't do that. They've not got the funds to do that. They've not got the, the the fan base to to sustain it. I think um, I think that's that's reality. So I think every year we're we're battling up against it, and it just starts again. I think every year mm-hmm. you know we'll start from zero and and try and get to to that magic mark where you're going to stay up and and see where we go from there. But we've gone into Europe. We've we've finished tenth and in, in in previous seasons. So we've. You know, we've more than um, gave up. You know, given our all, uh, held our own. Sorry, and and yeah, I think uh, we've had some really good seasons. Okay, so one you mentioned the Dutch mentality thing there. Mm. So, if a new player gets signed, what sort of character traits do they need to have to fit in with the squad that's there right now? Uh, something the gaffer looks for is is someone that has had to, I think, had to work to get to where they're at. I think that's or or had had a not a struggle but had a had a fight to be able to make a career of it. Okay. If you know what I mean. So you look yeah. at most of our squad, they've they've been somewhere maybe lower down or, or come from a place where you know they weren't doing so well or whatever. They've had to fight to get to another place. I think he likes that sort of drive and and that character in a, in a player. I think and I think that's something he looks for for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's interesting that's very very interesting and you think that's basically what the fans want to see as well are the fans basically a representation of what the manager believes the team should be like um i don't know i think every every fan loves a, a player that's going to give their all and, and work hard but um some fans will want lovely free-flowing football some fans will want you know great determination and and giving everything they can and you know i think i think it's a good fit to be fair with the with the town and the and the club, I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, grit and determination within the town. And I've met a lot of people as I've been there and, you know, they fully, fully support the, the way we play. And um, I don't think it'd be the same for, for a lot of clubs. But, yeah, we have a way of playing that, that works well for us. And, and uh, yeah, it's not, not massively easy on the eye at times. And when, when we're bad, we played at the weekend, we were, we're bad. But, you know, when it works right, you know, we, we're a really tough team to play against. Mm. And so in those five years, I think you've been in the league, in the Premier League now consistently. It's not like every year has been a relegation dogfight. You obviously had no. the exceptional year when you made it into Europe mm. and then some other years in there as well. So what is it do you think that makes you guys, because I'm going to say something here which sounds like it's subject, subjective, but I think it's objective because I've, you've been successful because you've been there for a number of years. Yeah. Like, what do you think it is about your club, your team that has helped you stay there? Um, I think I think as I said before, the mentality is 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 really there to see. Like I think we 
I think you see a lot of teams, they win a game, a big game, and they, they go and lose the next game. I think we're re- really good at putting a run together. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we'll be, you know, we put a run together this season. I think we've, we've won, won a couple of games in a row and it just sort of boosts up the table. We've done it in, in previous seasons where we've, I think we've gone 10 unbeaten or yeah. or so. And um, I think the end of last season, um, after the, the break uh, for COVID, I think we, we lost to City, but then we went on a really good run and secured, you know, secured us in the Premier League. And we just, somehow we, we managed to, not somehow, but, you know, we've learned to to not sort of dwell on a win and go and put on a performance game after game, really. And I think that, that sort of block has usually seen us safe in, in one way or another, I think. And even in the Championship, we did it. We went uh, 23 unbeaten just purely by that mentality of, right, we're going to go and win the next one and, and, and put it behind us. And I think that's something to give give the gaffer credit. He, he's on about it all the time. Okay. So with all that stuff that you've said there, you sound like a team that's sort of mid-table to lower in the division, but you've also mm. qualified for Europe. So what yeah. went right that year? Um, What went right that year? It's difficult to say. I think we, we were in a position, um, I don't know, it's hard to say. All, the, all a lot of the a lot of the uh, seasons merge into one. To be honest, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to look back on it now and think about it. But we um, we obviously had a good season, but I think we got off to a really good start, and we actually kind of faded away a little bit towards the end, but managed to sort of stick in and around the the top half of the table and uh-huh. and push on to to get that seventh spot, which 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 ultimately got us into Europe. And you know, I don't think we we had the best of sort of middle seasons but I don't think anyone managed to sort of catch up with us as well which was a bit of luck at the same time so mm-hmm. um, it all just seemed to to fit into place and I think that season Okay, so let me I, I've got a segue in a second but for now I'm going to say something, okay So when you first got promoted to the Premier League I think it was, must have been 2014 yeah, because mm. I think we came up with you Did you finish second to Leicester or did you finish first? Uh, we finished second Okay, yeah. so you and Leicester went on that crazy run. We were like twenty something games unbeaten. Like mm. it's it's nuts, it's nuts. But we went up <laughs> with you, yeah. Yeah. But having played against your team in the championship that season, expectations for you were similar to what I thought expectations were for us and for Leicester. So we go up the next year, and then you we both go down. But I think Leicester stay up. And two two things here: confession for anybody listening who's not heard me on radio recently. When Leicester City were bottom of the table in 20, on December, like Christmas Day 2014, there were six points behind us QPR. And I said to them, I said to my teammates, I said, don't worry about Leicester. They're irrelevant. They're finished. They're done. I said that. I said it. Okay. I said, don't even concern yourselves with them because (laughs) they've got nothing to do with anything at all. Yeah. Next thing. End of the season. We're down, you're down. I think mm. we might have been relegated in the same sort of game, whatever, but we're both mm. down. Yeah. Leicester stay up, yeah? The next year when we're in the championship, QPR now, we're stinking. You get promoted when you beat us, I think, in yeah, uh, at your stadium, and I'm watching Leicester win the league. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> there have been a few wrong turns here because this is not what, <laughs> this is not what I anticipated. And then uh, you, you go up then, you stay up, you qualify for Europe, you stay up, and now in my opinion, established Premier League team. So credit to you and no credit to me and my wild takes. (laughs) It shows I knew nothing about football. But now you've had that bit of praise, I'm going to go to a sidebar now, yeah? You ready? Yeah, cool. Okay, so 
I need to figure something out because I've seen, I've, I've watched you for your whole career. I watched you when you're in the academy. I saw your night cup stuff. I saw you've cup stuff, blah, blah, blah. I've seen you play 10 years, 12 years, whatever. Yeah. But how does a player like you that's played so many games at the highest level for a team who are very good at set pieces, a guy who goes up for every set piece, a guy who's good in the air. Mm. I'm curious, how have you got nine goals to your name? Yeah, I know. I keep asking myself that myself. Um, hey, excuse my French, but we, that's crap, mate. That is yeah, crap. Yeah, it's not good. I, I've had I've had my fair share of bad luck. I've had so many oh, cleared off the line. Oh my god! I've had bad so luck. many cleared off the line. It's unbelievable. No, um, we don't get many corners. Off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To be honest, to be honest with you, I, I, I just don't know. I, I should I should score more. I should score more. And you know, two's my highest in the season. Two. Oh my gosh! Two's my highest. So. I will but, say, I will yeah. say for me, I, I retired on like 15, 16 and I mm. should have had 20, 25. I mm. know that's not enough. So to see you sitting at nine, mm. yeah, every time I'm watching you on TV, you're in the box yeah, as a main point. man. Yeah, it's a that's, fair that's, point. I will, I, think, I will, I'm, I'm determined to, I'll beat your total. Of it, flipping heck. <laughs> <laughs> at the rate you're going, mate, there's no chance. Uh, but no, one thing I'd say, yeah. one thing, well, yeah, one thing that blew my mind though, which is also deeply troubling is the fact you've got more assists than you've got goals. With 14. I thought I didn't know that. You've got 14 assists, mate. See, I'm a team player. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's let's disregard that. Let's disregard that. Yeah. So in the 10 years you've played, or 10 seasons you've played for Burnley then, what would you say your best memory's been? Um, I think I think the promotion season, the second time when we, we won the league, I think that was, yeah, um, amazing and then I think Europe as well playing in Europe them, them two uh, yeah definitely up there okay and you mentioned before that you're the captain so who had it before you uh, Tom Heaton Tom Heaton did okay yeah. Tommy's a good guy really like yeah. Tom really, really yeah, like good him man. Yeah. so now you're a captain in the Premier League which is the stuff of dreams essentially what do you think is needed to be a good one at that level Obviously, sorry, apart from obviously having like a reasonably sized like bicep because, you know, it's one size fits all for the long bands, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Taki wore, one, wore, wore it once actually and stretched it for me. So yeah, um, he's a, that he's wasn't a, a good look. Yeah. He's, he's um, a big fella. But, well, you know, I'm, I'm still learning, um, obviously, so I don't have any, any answers. I think, you know, I, I know you've spoken to Vinny and, and mm -hmm. I'm sure he's, you know, more adept to, to answering this question than me. But, um, for me, I, I I like to to listen a lot to the players, and um, I'm not I'm not a massive vocal person, but you know I speak to players. I think and and try and uh, you know go about it like that, and and I don't know gauge players, I guess, and how they need to, or mm -hmm. how I think they they would like to be spoken to, as I guess, and not sometimes shouting and bawling just doesn't work. I don't think so. Um, I like sort of trying to read read people, read players, and and deal with it in that way and, and just I don't know if someone's having a tough time I like trying to be that person that can you know just have a chat with or whatever or I don't know I think there's 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 a lot to it I think and I'm still learning trying to trying to be the best captain I can be but um I think there's a lot that comes with it I think and I'm learning more and more that's really interesting because from what I'm hearing there you're saying essentially that you're a player's captain as opposed to say an outside influence fans captain because I've mm -hmm. seen this is a leading question, by the way, because I've seen some captains who I've had before, 
and they make a lot of noise for the people on the outside to give it the illusion that they're doing a lot, mm-hmm. doing everything, yeah. but they're not because they're actually making things worse for the team because they don't because yeah. they don't know how to get the best out of this player or that player, but it looks like they do because they're shouting. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, definitely. You see it. You see it all the time. Um, players shouting and and you know trying to. It's the old one where the keeper makes a save and starts shouting and bawling and that and stuff. And you know, yeah. it's like. It's, just do yeah. your job it's, it's, sort of thing. It's, it's, a, it's, to... a, it's a shot, yeah. You saved yeah, a shot. Like, <laughs> exactly, yeah. That's what I've today. But yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Um, you do see that. But there's some players that try and create that illusion that, you know, I'm I'm the man and I, I you know, everyone looks up to me and, and stuff and, you know, I want to be that leader on the pitch. Whereas the lads are thinking, you know, where are you during the week or whatever, do you know? Or, yeah, Exactly. What's your, what would you say your worst type of captain is? Because te- for me, what I've just described there is my worst type. The ones who don't really know the players and the ones who basically just try and say they've got their mentality. And if you don't conform to that, then that you're just going to have to just live with it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, what would you yeah. say your worst one is? Yeah, someone that you can't sort of argue with. Um, not not argue with, but they're right. And, yeah. and you're wrong no matter what. The yeah. shouters and screamers for me, shouting and screaming, that's all that people... You know, if if someone like, if that's all someone can do, and for me, yeah. it's, it's it's yeah. What yeah. what are you doing? Like, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah definitely the shouting and screaming. Like I like, um, I think there is a point where shouting and screaming is sometimes needed. But for me, overall, when you're in the right sort of squad, you know that the intent is always good. So when the intent's always good, you're asking. The, I'm looking at certain people, thinking, why are you shouting at somebody when mm. they know they've made a mistake? You know what I mean? Hundred like, percent. Yeah, exactly. If you if you know someone is having a bad day, but they're working hard, they're trying hard, and yeah. giving everything they can, what how, what help are you going to do trying to put them in the ground? Like I don't. Yeah, and they need a different kind of sort of you know w- voice um, rather than just the the shouting. And yeah, yeah. if the intent if the right intent's there, then you know it, that's 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 the main thing for me. For sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Right. I'm going to take you down to another path here, which is going to make you feel uncomfortable, but please just walk it with me, okay? okay. We're going to have an honest conversation about international call-ups, yeah? Okay? okay. Yeah. We're not going to throw anybody under the bus, yourself included, but we're just going to be talking about certain themes and concepts, yeah? Mm-hmm. So you said your guy, Tarko Tarkovsky, he's your main centre-back partner, and the two of you have done very well together as a pairing, yeah? Mm-hmm. And what I think is interesting is obviously you can guess what's coming here have you ever wondered then why your name hasn't at least been part of a serious conversation about call-ups when essentially the two of you they go hand in hand you know like he's a he's a he's a very good player Hmm. but he's a very good player because he's playing alongside somebody who compliments him the same way you compliment each other basically so are you I know you're trying to be humble and whatever, but you're not. Are you not surprised that you've not had your name be part of a conversation, especially when he's being praised and getting call-ups? Um, yeah, earlier on, I think I was um, a couple of years ago. Maybe I was playing quite well. Um, you know, playing playing well in a team that was doing well, and you know, you, you do, you do, uh, you do wonder. I, I spoke to Southgate before. He's been to the training ground. I spoke to him a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. um, but I think. I have this tag of being an old school defender, and I think that just sticks with me. Um, <laughs> not, not massively quick, not massive, you know, not tall. Just I do a job and I do a good job, like you know, at what I do. And you know, I think he's got some qualities that that I don't, and I think that's something that the manager at the minute probably prefers. And you know, I think it all depends on what kind of manager you've got in the international squad at the minute. And 
I don't think I fit fit the bill that that he likes, and I've had to accept that. And you know, I just want to work hard. I think and just keep keep enjoying myself. And you know, I'd love to play for my country. No, no doubt about it. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think a few years ago I was definitely you know you know bit yeah. bit more yeah you know disappointed than than what I am now. I think. Yeah, I know it's not a priority, but mm. but do you still think you have a chance? Is it something you're still trying to achieve or have you moved on from it altogether? I yeah, I don't think I've got much of a chance now with the, the current manager in there, for sure. Um, don't mean I won't stop working towards it. Don't mean I won't stop, you know, trying my, my best, but um, it's not it's not really my thoughts at the minute. No. Okay, that's, that's nice. That was the two-minute safe answer section by Ben May. Uh, yeah, and if anyone wants to know the truth, I'll be putting it on Twitter or whatever at some point. So please just keep looking <laughs> out. <for that. laughs> well, here's the thing for you then. So we we've spoken about your academy time, the fact that you thought 15 you were maybe going to get released, but then you came and you started playing more, but you didn't really play for City's first team and so on and so forth. But yeah. here is something for you. Did you know that there's a chance that when you're done in the future, you might end up being the player from your academy team with the most Premier League appearances? Did you think about that? Uh, no, no, I never thought about it. Exactly. No, They're putting you in a position uh, whereby the debate could be out there that you could be the best player and most successful player from that age group. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, I mean, I think, uh, I think Studge has got a, got a few on me. It's just um, there's not as many as you think. Like st- let's uh, let, let's be clear here. Let's be clear because I'm trying to I'm trying to prod you a little bit. Yeah. I know you're humble. I'm humble. Like Daniel Sturridge is one of the most talented players in English history. Yeah. I hope he gets a club. I hope he finds his form because he can destroy whatever he wants for the rest of his career, should he do so. Mm. But I'm just talking purely in terms of games which are played in the Premier League right now. Yeah. You're one season, maybe half a season behind him in terms of that tally. Right, right. No, I, no. Brilliant. You know, if I, if I can get more, then I, I, I want to carry on playing in the Premier League for three years at least. No, four years. I don't know. Just keep going, mate. Yeah, so you just keep going till your legs fall off. I was watching, I was watching Jags yesterday for a chef. You know, I think he's like thirty nine, <laughs> maybe forty. So you just keep going till your legs come yeah, off. Yeah, I will do. Don't worry, they're not yeah. far off falling off now. Yeah. Oh, more <laughs> my head to be fair than it's falling off. Well, oh yeah. yeah. Yesterday, for anyone who didn't know, they did play against Spurs yesterday, and it was like Spurs, Spurs, not like the iffy Spurs. So no, yeah, it's good. Yeah, Spurs, Spurs. Good scene too. Um, okay, so. One thing to begin with anyway, don't be shy because it's year 10, maybe year 11 coming. I know I'm retired, but I do play in testimonials and I can find some boots. So should that moment come <laughs> where the crowd comes back in and you need an extra body, whatever position, just look for me. Yeah, I'll be available. You've got my number. Always, all right. always. All right. Okay. So in all the years then that you've played so far, which season do you think has been your best? Uh... That's a tough one. Um, yeah, I think sort of my last two seasons probably have been at my best. Maybe okay. this season as well, at the beginning of this, when I've started this season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I've been at my, my best, um, less mistakes. Um, you know, I think just more, not comfortable, but, you know, believing that I'm a Premier League player. So I think the yeah. first couple of seasons you're trying to drive and thrive to be a, a Premier League player and I think you know now then you start believing you're a Premier League player and you start yeah. you know getting that confidence I think and um, 
I think that's something that's massively helped me. And uh, yeah, I think the past couple of seasons for me have, have been my best. Uh, I think the championship one when we got promoted as well, I moved to centre-half and that's when I sort of started playing centre-half for Burnley. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we ended up winning the league. That was a good good half season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that one that one was a good half season. But to To have a little rant here just for a second, I was on a football show this last week and one of the questions that was going to be asked was about uh, Pundit, I think it was Jamie Redknapp, saying that Aubameyang, he believes Aubameyang is past his best now. Yeah, And Aubameyang, I think, is the same age as you. And I thought to myself, that's really interesting that he thinks that because I believe that as a player, you only you know when you're past your physical best, but in terms of what you do on the field and how you do it, who says when the best will be? Because as every day and every game, every season passes, you understand what's required of the game to be successful. So yeah. unless you literally can't run at all, why yeah. would you ever assume that you're going to be past your best? Because you can control, like, say, um, especially, like, in relation to this, is like, for Aubameyang as well, as a striker, he just has to kick a ball into a net. Yeah. Like, when, when does when's the age cut off for being able to kick a ball into a net? Exactly, and he's going he's gonna to learn more and more of where to be when when to kick it in the net as well he's going to be more experienced with the, the knowledge he's exactly. just going to have the knowledge to, to be able to to do it um yeah he might lack a bit more pace than, than what he did have but but exactly um, what you adapt yeah. and you, you, you would... do adapt and, and for someone like myself i've never been able to run really that well so it's not really <laughs> it's not really a problem to be honest so i can keep playing for a long time but, honestly yeah. the amount of times when i was younger when there'd be an old centre-back or something and we've had a fast striker and we say, yeah. oh, just just run him, just run him, just run Going him. Behind. Never happened. Yeah. Never happened. Because that old yeah. guy knew that that person was going to do that for the whole game. Yeah. So it actually turns the table and asks the question of the young striker as opposed to the question of the old defender. Definitely. So to hear that these last two seasons have been your best is good and exciting because it proves the point. Because next year again, like you'll understand the game even more. And you're yeah. even more comfortable, you know, chain. But anyway, I'm waffling. What would you say then the toughest season has been for you so far? Um, toughest season. Mm. Mm. Not sure, are you? It means you've had a lot no. of good seasons. Yeah, it's a tough one. I think the beginning of, so after we got into Europe, I think the beginning of that season, leading into that season was tough. Um, I found a, whole new respect for the top players that were playing twice a week, traveling and yeah. and and playing at the weekends, um, you know, going to different countries and and coming back early in the morning, early hours of the morning. Yeah. And then having to get ready for another game, big game of the week. And that was something that, that was tough. Um enjoyed it, loved it, but certainly took uh, took its toll on the, on our team anyway, because we, we didn't have a big squad to be fair, but um, you know, you want to play in Europe and then mm-hmm. And you want to play in the Premier League, so uh, yeah, that was tough, and it took a took a while to get going. I think in that in that season, um, and obviously you've got the high of finishing where you did in the league, and then you you're back struggling again, sort of down the bottom of the table again. And yeah, I think mentally it was it was tough, but yeah, I got a whole new respect for the top top boys that, that do it week in week out, and and then uh, well, yeah, do it twice twice week every every week. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Like some of those guys, you know. They're obviously judged by the goals and so on and so forth. But to be able to mm. be playing 50, 60 games every season, yeah, like some of that's not even including national team games and so on. And to perform at the highest level, like there's a lot to be said for that. 
you know, and for some as well, Definitely. they play for clubs where they're in hotels for every game, home games, away games. They don't yeah. see homes, don't see families, you know. No, no, it's massive, and yeah, it's, it, that must be that must be tough. Um, not being not being around at all. Yeah, and so in the ten years you've been playing for, sorry, ten seasons you've been playing for Burnley, then including the one, especially the ones in the Premier League. Which team would you say has been the best that you've played against, and why? A uh, specific team or just a, a team, a team in no, general? No, specific team from a specific season. Um, oh, it'll be a, oh, got to be Man City. Like, it has to be, uh, so with David Silver in there and, and Aguero up front and, and, uh, and yeah, we got turned over every time we played them really, I think. And <laughs> yeah, some, some of the players that, that played with them, even now, to be honest with you, the, the, the players now are, are phenomenal. Um, but yeah, probably, I'd, I'd probably say, what year was it? Uh, is it a Pep City or is it a Mancini City or is it a, a Pellegrini City? No, nah, probably it was a, it was a Pep City when he when he first came in. I think. And, okay. Um, yeah, uh, I, I can... probably don't have as good a memory as you, but no, um... no. <laughs> not at all, not at all, not at all. I can say it all. Well, yeah, um, but there's been some some good teams, but. This is what I've enjoyed the most, you know, playing against these teams. Um, mm. and I, this is, yeah, this is why people want to play in the Premier. I, I just love it, like being able to to play up against someone like Aguero and, mm-hmm. and Kane and and, and mm-hmm. so on and so on, and you know, playing up against someone like Diego Costa, who's got quality but loves a scrap and yeah. loves a fight and that, and you know, yeah. just yeah, it's just been you know, well, it is is incredible at getting to do that week in week out, and mm-hmm. yeah, um, but yeah, I think. City teams going away to the Etihad has been has been the most difficult in in my sort of era sort of yeah. thing at the minute. Yeah, know, what you said about strikers there was really good and really interesting because the Diego Costa thing in terms of his physicality and stuff is like is significant. You have to be able to back it on that particular day. But mm. I found that some of the games that I played in, some of the best ones are where it was against like an Aguero type. We've got to think more yeah. because you can get yeah. into that physical whatever, but you learn to defend. I believe from coming against somebody who's doing it that little bit differently. You know, and yeah. they're not always just trying to back into you or anything like that. You know, you have to know where they are at all points. It's like a yeah, headache. Yeah, definitely interesting. Like, you, you come up against all sorts of, of strikers. Um, you know, I always put Aguero up there as one of the best because he is so clever and mm-hmm. and he's so difficult to to mark in, in and around it. And he's always switched on. Looking yeah. and you've got to be switched on. He, you know, he's caught us out a few times and, yeah, just so clever. And when you've got players around him that can pick him out and... Yeah, it's nightmare. They, they sort of just know where each other are going yeah, to be. It's, it's nightmare. It, uh, you know... It's so difficult. It's a nightmare. I watched, uh, when I was playing, when I played for England 21s one time, we were going to be playing against Italy and they showed a video of the striker, which was, I think, Giampaolo Pazzini. And in the video, they had a close-up of him and he only made his runs the moment you stopped looking at him. But he had three midfielders who could play perfect balls to him. So I'm, right. I'm going to the game thinking, right, so do I Do I just like, just look at him, just always just look him right in the eye. <laughs> just <But> watch him, <laughs> yeah. wherever he runs, I run. Yeah, but that's, you know what I mean, that's just that's just different. They're obviously, strikers score goals and they do it however, but some just have that little bit of something that take, puts them at that highest level. Okay, so I'm not sure if you're into swapping shirts or anything like that, yeah, but, 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 if a player in the league right now was to come to you at the end of a game and ask for your shirt, for your shirt yeah you're not asking for theirs they're asking for yours which player would you want that to be 
which player. Yeah, like I'm talking in terms of like a real moment of pride because this player that you think is whatever has come to you like you're the man. You've not made them the man. They've made you the man by coming over. What would be the big, it's the equivalent of for me, for playing the game. And I was on the opposition and Pep came over, just tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, well done today. Well done today. So <laughs> I'd be like, I'm done. I'm retired. <laughs> oh, um, at playing at the minute. Yeah. Uh, I can't look past Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. 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 I can't look past him. Like, yeah. He's, he's a good guy as well. Like he's a nice guy, mm. nice bloke. Mm-hmm. And he's just, yeah, on, at the minute he's just on fire, isn't he? And yeah, someone, I think if he was to come up with something, yeah. Yeah, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take whatever you want. <laughs> take my car keys, whatever. <laughs> no, yeah, probably, probably him at the minute. To be fair. Okay, so just a couple. Of, we'll, we'll get in towards the end, but just a couple of would you rather's and so on. Yeah. So, okay. based on how many years you've been playing now, you're the captain of the team and so on. Would you rather, for the remainder of your career, say, should it be at Burnley and in the Premier League? Would you rather win an FA Cup and finish seventeenth every year, or finish top six every year but win nothing? FA Cup and finish 17th yeah yeah and lift the trophy yeah, yeah. 100% yeah right. I'd love to do that I love that I love that yeah, would you rather would you rather never have a clean sheet again or never score again I don't score many of me to be fair <laughs> I know I know but the clean sheet doesn't actually a clean sheet doesn't necessarily mean that you win does it never score again never score again okay right would you rather wear a Burnley shirt at a Blackburn game in the crowd or spend 24 hours on a full-blown Blackburn spree on Twitter, just attacking them as a club? What would you rather? Uh, wear a Burnley shirt in Blackburn. Really? Okay. Yeah. As a team, do you, would you rather have a team now that scores more goals or concedes less? Um, ooh, concedes less. So boring. That is <laughs> so boring. What is wrong with you, man? What is wrong with you? What is that? Uh, That's the thing. If you I mean, if, if you've got this if you've got the goal scoring, you, you've always got a chance. Yeah, but then it, it just makes you look rubbish, doesn't it? If you're conceding loads yeah, of goals, mate, you can win a league winning five four every week, pal. Just remember yeah. that, yeah. We one nil, one nil's good enough. Oh, disgusting! Absolutely <laughs> disgusting. I got no time for that. No, joking, joking. I'd like to, I'd like to be able to score a few more goals. I think make it easy for us to be honest. Exactly. So, yeah. through all the years you've played so far, then we're going to be talking specifically. about Actually, no, we'll talk about all the teams you played for. I need you to give me the best five-a-side team of players that you've played with, bearing in mind a few of them might be listening and hoping that their names get called out. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Pressure's on. Who's in, yeah. the, who's in the sticks? I'm going to... Um, who's in the sticks? I'm going to go with Heats. Okay. Tell me. It's a good start. Good player. Good start. He's under pressure again. Is it? Is it with me in it or not? Absolutely I, I, not. Absolutely. No. Get yourself out your own backside. Absolutely Sorry. not. No, no. I don't want to be in it. I won't, won't put myself in it. Good. Uh, Trippier trips. Yep. Put him in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put me mate Scott Arfield in. Okay. Okay. The Canadian international. Uh, the Canadian Scott. Yeah. Um, I would put. Probably put Dwight in as well, Dwight McNeil. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, okay, you've got one more. You've got space for one. Is everybody oh, going to be happy with that team? Is everybody you've played with going to be happy if they've not been selected? No, based on that not. team. Okay, no. cool. Of course not. Striker. Oh, my strikers are different. Oh, he's going to have to pick one. He's going to have to pick one. Think five aside, five aside. Don't think yeah, 11 aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think five, five aside. aside, Danny Ings. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a solid, that's a solid yeah, selection. Yeah. That's a solid selection. Um, And one last little spicy question, yeah? So, there are going to be three teams in uh, training ground eight aside, yeah? But instead of the manager picking them, it's the players that are picking. So, the three key keepers are captains, yeah? Okay, yeah. Are you first pick? Will you be selected uh, first by a goalkeeper? Uh, <laughs> um, nah, probably not. Are you, do you do you make the first round? Are you the yeah? First? I think I think I'm I think I'm up there, but I don't think I'm first pick. Who's first you pick? Have a goal scorer, aren't you? you got to have a goal scorer. So who's getting? We're not, first got, many, we're not got many of them. To be so who's uh, first pick then? Who's first pick? Probably in a five aside, in a in eight aside. Eight aside, yeah. Um, probably Woody or J Rod. Okay, so the, so they're yeah. the first two picks then. So you think you're coming in third after that? You think you're a first rounder? Uh, I think I could be up there. Yeah. Oh, I think I could be up there. Okay, Got, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listen, I don't know. I don't know. I listen, don't know. I, I was going to ask. I'll, I'll well, um, put it to the gaffer. We can do it. Maybe and, uh, I can give you a good good answer. Perfect. I was gonna I was gonna ask who would be left at the end to just be like allocated mm. to a team, but I'm not gonna do that because that's too spicy. I hated that. I hated picking teams. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. When when like so I used to get picked quite early or whatever. But oh, when I'm it. standing there, that's a little flex. But when I'm standing there and I'm looking across at people, confidence like below the surface of the ground already, yeah. Yeah. and like they're going, names are being said, and they're just standing there in isolation, like ah, mm. ah. Nice. Then, then as I say, it gets to that last person. They've not even been selected, but they just got to go and walk over somewhere. You're just like, oh, it's all right. We're gonna win this. Let's go, boys. <laughs> this is a great team. It's a great team. It's awkward. It's but awkward. That's enough. There's a couple of lads that not got a, go a, a good uh, record in the. In the small games, so. yeah, yeah. I'll give a shout out to Charlie Taylor just to, if yeah. he's listening. Just, yeah. <laughs> say no more. <laughs> say no more. Say no more. Uh, but that's enough spice for today. So I want to say thank you for coming on and sharing your story. And the fingers no, thanks, crossed, mate. it's a strong end to the season and an even stronger few years to come for you as you try and achieve whatever it is that you want to do, my friend. Thanks, man. I've really enjoyed it. Top man. Great speaking to you, Top man. Top Take man. it easy. Cheers. Bye. So there you have it guys, thanks for listening like always and a huge thank you to Ben for sharing his story with us. He's a really good guy, as you can tell, and he's worked exceptionally hard to find himself where he is today, as a captain and an all-time appearance leader in the Premier League for his football club. Which isn't too bad really, I guess. But now anyway, to close, let me say my thank yous and give a couple of reminders. Thanks again to all of you for listening. Thank you to 80 Hertz Studios here in Manchester for allowing me to record in an audio files paradise and finally, thank you to producer Ryan for making all of this possible. Please remember to subscribe to the show if you haven't already. The handle on social media is kickback underscore Nadem. And if you live to bop, links to the kickback playlist can be found in the show notes. So stay safe, stay tuned and be ready because there's plenty more to come. Bye for now.